What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today, we're going to be talking about shiny object syndrome. Mm, what a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch this is. <laughs> I'm recording in uh, New York City right now, and uh, people honked right as we said that, just to give it a little like DJ Khaled, pew, pew, like, yeah. you know. Are you gonna... distracted yet? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be. Talking about something that I hope a lot of people can relate to. I feel like probably everybody has experienced this at some point in their life. Yeah, definitely. Syndrome sounds a little misleading, like it's a... uh, Like an actual disorder. Like a disorder, yeah. But it's more like a phenomenon. Yes, yes. I know that for me, it's like really with the business stuff is where I have struggled with this big time. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so this is coming out on Monday, March 28th. I hope that these past uh, couple weeks of shows have been fun meeting you guys on the road. I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas, April 7th through the 10th. It's my birthday weekend. It's going to be fun. If you're in Vegas, please come out. Um, April 21st through 23rd, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And then April 29th through 30th in San Diego, California, um, Tampa, Bakersfield, Boston, lots coming up after that. So, um, if you go to KelseyCook.com, you can get some tickets and I, uh, would love to see you guys at shows. Yay. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. So excited to be at your special taping, by the way. I know. Oh, so I fun. know. So, special so side, Yeah. Special sidebar. June 18th. I am shooting my special in Denver at Comedy Works. Yes. If you are in Denver, get those tickets. We're so excited. Yes. Uh, and you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for information about business simplicity coaching, as well as you can find Eficionado, the podcast there, which is the Minimalist Business Podcast. It's a private podcast. You can sign up to receive it straight to your inbox. And we just talk about simplifying shit in order to scale in the way that you want. 
Um, I think, oh, I do actually have a new kind of announcement. This is something that I have been thinking about probably for two years. Um, but I'm officially adding an option in my business for an, a private in-person retreat with me for your business. So you can actually oh, cool. fly to Los Angeles. We'd be in a beautiful uh, location, catered lunch, working on your business that way. So I tested it out in 2021. I fucking loved it. There's something very palpable about like that energy when you can like, you know, be with somebody face-to-face working on this type of thing. So that offer is for established business owners, but there's more information about it at delaneyfisher.com. I think that's it. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. I feel so lucky that I just get to have lunch with you (laughs) just because I'm your friend. Pretty nice. (laughs) We do have a quotable uh, for this episode. This is a quote by Heather Hart, and it says, it's better to do one thing well than 10 things poorly. Mm. Mm. You love the truth. Man, and I've been on both ends of that spectrum, let me tell you. (laughs) I know, I was going to say, I feel like that quote is made for you and your 20s. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In like all aspects. Cause you were like trying to figure out career wise, trying to figure out dating, dating wise. Yeah. I tried a little bit of everything in all the departments, the dudes, (laughs) the jobs, (laughs) the, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you did, I just feel like you did it how we all hope to do it. I feel like a lot of us look at our twenties and think, I hope that's when I can like go figure this stuff out so that when you get to your thirties, you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting going, cause I really, I mean, most of my twenties, I felt very lost. It was the hardest period of time I would say in my life, even though it was yeah. so exciting, but, um, when you're going through it in that way, it doesn't feel very good because yeah. a lot of the people around me, like my closest friends seem to have figured some shit out that I had not figured out. And I was like, God, I really, I'm just trying to get there. I cannot, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. And now right. to be kind of on the other side of that, where I do feel like, okay, I, I figured some shit out. It's, it's, it's nice, but, and I'm sure flip-flop can be challenging too. You, you think you, you think you figured some shit out in your twenties and then you hit your thirties. Like, wait a minute, I'm restructuring some stuff in my life. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. And then for you know, sure, either way, yeah. when you're going through it, it's tough. It's so tough. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So shiny object syndrome, what we're talking about today, um, just to give you guys a basic definition, it is the situation where people focus all attention on something that is new, current, or trendy, yet drop this as soon as something new takes its place. Um, Mm -hmm. It's similar to a child who's attracted to anything that's shiny and new, and 9 out of 10 business owners say that they have struggled with shiny object syndrome at least once in their own business journey, and that is from Inc.com. Yes. Yeah. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I think this is something that we have all dealt with at some point in our lives, and uh, it, it's a, a thing of wisdom, I think, as you get older, to try to not be so um, right. drawn in by shiny objects. And it's so easy in our world. I mean, there's distractions literally every second of the day, or there can be if you don't mm-hmm. kind of set boundaries with them. Um, so it's so it's really simple. I don't. I feel like it's harder for us to stay focused now than it was a long time ago when you were just kind of living in or around 10 people in a field somewhere, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, you're not getting pinged constantly notifications. There might be like a bird flying by that squawks at you, but like, that's, I mean, it's such a different time and now we have to adapt to it. And we always, we haven't always needed to adapt to this type of environment. Yeah. 
I had a joke on my album talking about how I feel like the divorce rates in tiny farming towns are so low because there's just no temptation, mm. right? You know, and that idea that if you either live in a larger city or you're on apps and have access to more people through apps and, and all of that, uh, even yeah. social media, yeah. it is constant shiny objects and especially on something like a dating app where you are trying to present your shiniest version of yourself. And I think people can get caught up really easily in going, ooh, they look interesting. But you don't know until you're like obviously much further in with somebody if, if we're talking about the dating world. And people are, I think, experiencing a lot less satisfaction now than they did a long time ago when they just didn't have other options to be tempted by. Yeah. You literally have like a world's amount of people at your fingertips when it comes to dating. You can speak to people all over the world, all doing different things, different lifestyles, different jobs, different backgrounds. I mean, it's incredibly overwhelming, but it's like at some point you're going to have, if you want a partner, obviously if you don't, cool. But if you yeah. want a partnership, it's like at some point you, you do have to make a decision so you can build on that relationship because any relationship's going to have issues to figure out. And so if you're just moving from person to person, thinking the next person's going to be more perfect, you're going to be doing that forever. You know, right. so you're like, you know what, this, this checks off most of the boxes, the most, the most important things for me. Now, how do we like refine this together to where it's like the best that it can be, but it is overwhelming for sure. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I think of that jam experiment. I believe that's what it was. And we talked about it a long time ago where yeah. like a, a little stand set up uh, an assortment of jams. And one day they had like 16 options and one day they had two or three. And yeah. that people reported feeling a lot less satisfied with their purchase when they were at the place that had 16 options. It's like the Cheesecake Factory. I yeah. never feel good about my order at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> so many things. I had to pick between 345 other options. Right. And you know what? Within those 345 options, of course, other things sounded good. Yes. Besides the fucking chicken tacos. So Absolutely. then you get the chicken tacos and you're like, well, even if they're good, you're like, but I wonder if 
I wonder if the the beef stew would have been better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But when you go to a place and it's just like a menu of three, you're like, well, I know for sure that that is like spaghetti sounds the best, definitely out of these three things. And then you get to just enjoy it. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, having too many options, especially from a business standpoint, you're creating decision fatigue for your customer or client or ideal customer or client. And it's also fucking hard for you on the back end. You are constantly yeah. shifting gears. You might have different inventory. You might have different size shipping boxes for everything. You might have to be, you know, mixing different jam flavors all the time. It's so <laughs> yeah. much easier for everybody to keep things simple. I mean, Definitely. I I mean, personally, God, when I was trying to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do, I was involved in like eight to 10 different things. You know, when yeah. I was thinking about what is my business, what I want to do with my career, all of that. Now I do two things. Yeah. That's it. Like I yeah. that really simplified. I might have a different formats for some of the things, but it's the same service. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I, (laughs) I I still, I still sell merch on the road, but I just have two different shirt styles now. It's like my foosball shirt and the hustler tour shirt. But I used to have like shirts, like different shirts and air fresheners and album download cards. And like, it was, I was starting to feel like a Barnes and Noble or something like it was just too many different items. And I'm trying to think about those sales compared to the ones now, but I just, I feel like my sales are better now because mm-hmm. especially at a comedy club, people are drunk. Like when they're leaving the show, they just want to yeah. like slap money on the table and grab something and go. Yeah. They don't want to use their, their minds at that point. Absolutely. And also <laughs> like when you have too many options, not only, well, not only can it create decision fatigue, but it can make the person stop in the, their tracks and not make, take any action. If you think yeah. of like being in the, in the aisle of a grocery store and there's 50 different chip options, you might be like, Oh God, I don't know what, you know what? I don't need chips anyway. I'm just going to go to the, wow. my checkout or like go to the cracker aisle. You, especially if you're a business owner tuning in, you could be losing business because you are overcomplicating your offerings. And this is, I mean, this can be applied to any area of your life. This is why I love simplicity, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great point though. I really, I just feel like I took one of your like business courses or something because (laughs) that's so true. Like we have all been there where we think we want something and then we go and there's like, it's just too much, too many options. And then you can talk yourself out of it because you're taking too long. I've like actively watched that happen with people at my old merch table when I had too much stuff. It would just kind of be like picking things up and looking and I could see their thought process being like, I mean, do I need this air freshener? You want something that's just like, hey, you pick it up and you go. Exactly. And what's nice for you, and maybe you've you've experienced this too, Kels, like when you simplify something like that in your life, let's just say it's like an offer, yeah. you get to focus more time and energy on those few items and you can increase the quality. You can increase the yeah. client or customer experience with it. When you got 16 different things and you really only have capacity for two, you know, it's not a great experience on either end. No. Yeah. It's like a quality, not quantity thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk about some of the examples 
Yeah. So some, you know, some everyday examples that maybe you've experienced, um, you know, like when somebody finds like the new health and fitness routine and that's like the new trend and you drop everything, you drop your routine to like, try that one out. And then you find like you were feeling better, getting better results with your old thing. Right. And that can be a continuous thing. Um, maybe you can relate to this Kelsey, like skincare stuff, like that hot. Oh my God. You're like, I got to try that face serum. And then you're like, Oh, I kind of broke out from that. I should have stayed with my old shit. Do you have any experiences like that? (laughs) Oh, listen, the makeup industry is built on shiny object syndrome. Yeah. I mean, like consumerism in general, but particularly the makeup industry, all of the brands, not all of them, but a lot of them started to realize that like, if we can keep people's attention, then they are likely to keep feeling like they don't have enough and that they're missing out. There's just so much marketing behind all of it of like, this is, you thought that that eyeshadow last month was the best one. Well, guess what? We figured out new things. Now, if you don't have this one, I mean, what are you even doing? You're trash. (laughs) You're a loser. Like it's, oh my God, I've been, the money, it makes me ill to think of all the money I've spent over the years on just impulse makeup purchases And then it goes bad, like it expires or it doesn't get used. And I just didn't need any of it, but it was a shiny object in the Sephora checkout line, that goddamn Sephora checkout line where it's all the little minis, all the little grabs. It's just brutal. Yeah. It's almost like, okay, sticking with your favorites. And then when those expire, like, Ooh, do I feel like trying a new one? I'm going to try this one. You know, like it is so hard when you get excited about something, especially because makeup is such a big passion and you really enjoy it. And it's a creative outlet for you. It makes sense that you want to try all the stuff and you want to try, you know? Yeah. Some YouTube beauty people have almost gone in protest of that, which is funny because that is like the opposite pendulum swing. Usually all the YouTubers are like, okay, I've got a new makeup review for this new product. And some of them have been like, Hey, I'm going to do a three month no buy. Do you guys want to like, participate with me. I'm going to be doing makeup tutorials for the next three months using products I already have. And I encourage you to, they always call it like shop your stash. Like you go through the makeup you already have and use that. Like what a novel concept, right? But that's how crazy it's gotten is that we don't even think to sometimes use what we have. We're just like, well, but I need the new thing. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot about that industry. So it's fascinating that that's like yeah, you know, a big yeah. component of their stuff. Yeah. Um, some other like everyday examples, you know, a new relationship, right? Like what yeah. we were saying, all relationships have issues one way or the other, you know, you fight, yeah. you disagree, you argue and stuff. Um, but you know, these things can make a third person appear attractive and a better potential partner, especially in your, if you're in a period of time where you're fighting a lot with your partner. Um, yeah. so running back to your old relationships a lot or after trying a new person is quite common or just like skipping from one person to the next. Um, Kelsey, yeah. you were just mentioning like new marketing opportunities, right? Like mm-hmm. new opportunities to make money show up in the market time and time again, as a consumer and as a business owner on both ends. And it's yeah. easy to throw money at stuff that you don't maybe really need, um, you know, chasing opportunities like that. Um, yeah. So that's the, the, some of the stuff that, you know, we're chatting about today. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. Cause when I think of, um, shiny object syndrome with relationships, I usually think of, Oh, you're with somebody. And then you meet somebody that to you looks shinier because it's 
a novelty and and whatever. But that's a an interesting example where maybe you break up with somebody, some time goes by, and then you find yourself thinking that they look shiny again mm-hmm. because then enough like there's been enough space that they become new in a different way. And I feel like a lot of people that have been in um, like a toxic relationship cycle have experienced that before. Yes. Or it's like, oh, the previous partner, I didn't realize how shiny that one really was compared yeah. to <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's oh. yeah, for sure. So um, you listeners might have experienced the syndrome. If you can relate to the following, uh, you have a list of business ideas, but nothing gets executed. Uh, Delaney, do you feel attacked? Oh yes, very much. So. <laughs> I mean, not anymore, but but back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, you constantly start new goals but never see them through to the end. Um, you jump from one course to another, drawn by the wild claims of each course. You frequently jump from one goal to the next rather than stick to what you're doing to the end. Um, you keep. This is so specific. You keep registering new domain names and launching new websites, but you don't work on building these sites. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yep. Been there. Yep. Um, And then uh, you have a collection of plugins and tools, but you don't actually use them, which is, I mean, you can swap in the words makeup. You can swap in skincare, hair care, clothes. Like, God, we have such shiny object syndrome with clothes, right? Like we buy shit because we feel like we need something new and then it just sits in the closet. Yeah. And it's like, you can only wear one thing at a time. At least with makeup, you're wearing multiple shit at a time. Right? <laughs> That's true. But my gosh, um, for me, I, this, like my business stuff is the the biggest area, like where I've, I've really experienced this to the point where like, it was very frustrating. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, I had it kind of from both ends to where I was doing everything and I was juggling multiple things, but also had this influx of ideas that I was kind of like making note of and trying out and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, obviously like I hit such a point in burnout that I could not do it anymore. And I really had to ask myself, what the fuck do I actually want from my day to day going forward? Um, but I mean, being pulled between at, at one time in my life, being pulled between different industries, different projects, different streams of revenue, not knowing what category to kind of put things in. Um, and I know for me, I just felt up until, I mean, really the, the, since I started this, my current business, I really felt like a jack of all trades, master of none. I felt like I'm good at several things, but I'm not excellent or an expert at anything. And that felt like shit. And at some point it was like, no, this is fun. I like having a variety of all these different things. But at some point I was like, I, I want to have like one thing that I pour all my, all my time and energy into and like become excellent at it. Like I want that feeling. And I had never had that until like, like late twenties. Um, so for me, that was really hard. And, um, 
I, some tips that really helped me if I knew this kind of when I was going through that. Number one is just getting very honest with what you want your life to actually look like, what you want your day-to-day to actually look like. Because when I got very honest about the lifestyle that I wanted and my schedule and the day-to-day that I wanted to have, that made so many of the decisions for me. All yeah. these things that I was doing didn't fit that like ideal situation I had. So yeah. it didn't even feel like it was a hard, they were as hard decisions anymore. Um, and so when you can get really honest about like, what do you actually want versus what are you doing? Cause you think you should, that's super helpful. Um, like specifically, I was like, I really want to work from home doing something creative. I love and like be in the same area. Like every, every yeah. night when I was still doing standup, I'm like, okay, standup doesn't fit that improv doesn't fit that. Um, applying to writing gigs doesn't really fit that for me. And so it made the decision for me. Like I, it kind of was like, I'm not the bad guy making the decisions, but this other thing is, you know, like right, the, right. This other like goal that I have. Um, and also I know a lot of people struggle with this because so many of my clients struggle with shiny object syndrome. They, they are so good at so many things. They have so many interests, but just because you pick a focus for your business doesn't mean you have to drop everything forever. It's like, What's a hobby for fun that feeds your soul? And what is for your business? Because there are very clear goals that you have and there's clear steps to reach those goals. And then writing everything down, all of your ideas down, have like a never ending Google doc or whatever. And just knowing like they're there when I want them, but I don't Mm. have to act on all of them right fucking now. Like (laughs) one thing at a time. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Any hot tips that have helped you? Um, I think kind of just, I can feel in my body more now. And just as I've gotten older, I think I've gotten better with it anyway, but I used to be able to feel in my body when I was feeling that kind of like that itch, that like crack itch of feeling bored in my life and unsatisfied in some way. And then trying to find other ways. Listen, I, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that I uh, almost got involved in a pyramid scheme because I just was looking to feel something. Like I was just in a weird place in my life. And um, yeah, that that was a shiny object to me. Nice. It was a new business venture. And I've just learned that I can feel in my body if that sort of anxiety is there. And if I'm making impulse decisions without really thinking it through. Yeah. So trying to just be better about being in touch with myself and, and taking a breath before I do something that feels like, okay, why, why are you doing this? Yes. I'm curious to know, let's say, let's take the pyramid scheme, for example, right? So old Kelsey jumped on it pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that- She sure did. (laughs) She was really gung-ho about it. Mm -hmm. And so let's say say something like that, maybe it wasn't a pyramid scheme, but let's say something like that presented itself to you now. How would you treat that decision differently now, knowing knowing what you know and having like the tools and insight that you have now? I think I do a better job now of if it's a situation where somebody is proposing something to me, like a business opportunity or whatever, I'm better now at going, okay, I'm going to think about it yeah. and I'll get back to you. I used to feel, I think it was more of like a people pleaser pressure to 
give somebody an answer in the moment and make them feel good because I knew that if I said yes to them, it would make them happy. Yeah. As opposed to really stopping and being like, is this beneficial for my career or what, you know, right. It's just taking a breath and thinking things through rather than feeling like there's a clock ticking and I have to make a decision that second. Oh yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, for what, what I realize helps me so much now is like treating things as a one-off experiment instead of like a new staple in my life or business without having like the information I need. Like many years ago, I'd get an idea and be like, maybe I want to be a producer. Let's make a production company tomorrow. Let me get all these people involved. Let me book a shoot. Let me do this thing. Right. Yeah. And you go through it and you're like, I don't like this at all. I did not need to get all these people involved and send all these emails and make a fucking logo for something that I don't ever want to do again. And so right. the new me, if I got an idea like that now, I'd be like, okay, how could I take a little nugget of that idea, try it because I'm excited about it, but not in a way that it's going to stress me out or mess up the other flow, like the flow of my business in any way or my life. Okay. Maybe I can get a friend and we can do a test shoot on my phone about this thing and do that a couple of times, see if I like it. And then I'll get another person involved. Then it'll be like a more cohesive thing. Then it'll be more solidified. Yeah. But my God, that zero to a hundred mindset used to be how I fucking lived. And now yeah. it's like, you know, zero to five, five to 10, 10. I mean, mm. the fact that I added like an in-person retreat experience, I've been thinking about that and, and mapping it out for two years. So old me would have been like, let's do it this weekend. I'm going to blast my email list and all this stuff. And now it's like, no, I want to think about what this would be like. I want to think about who it's for. I want to test it with somebody. I want to find the location. I want to do all these things. And then two years later, here it is. But I didn't have to act on it right then and there. So I think for me, it's like being able to decipher what what ideas are for now and what ideas are for later and yeah. keeping that organized somewhere has been whew, incredibly helpful. That's a great way to break it down. Helps with like your touring schedule and stuff because it's so like regimented now, like almost mm-hmm. every weekend. Have you felt like some FOMO when it comes to like getting offers for bookings that you can't take because you're already booked? Like how do you manage those types of things? Yeah. And I, um, was trying to, I know I've been talking about it on the podcast about being so excited about this tour, wanting to get out there as much as possible, but also being a little afraid for my health because it is a lot of travel and a lot of time away from home. And I, I actually got an offer recently and uh, this has happened a couple of times in the last maybe month or so where I'm given an offer and the old me would have just said yes and made it work because it was, it was work. It was money and career opportunities. And I would have put my health totally on the back burner. I would have just figured out how to do it. And now I'm, I'm feeling comfortable enough with my agent to where I can say, you know what, this sounds like a great opportunity, but that time frame isn't going to work for me because I've already got too much booked that week. It's going to make the travel too insane. So could we please ask the the booker if we can do it at a later date? Because there's usually nothing wrong with that. If you, if my agent goes back to the booker and is like, hey, she she's interested. It's just not the right time right now. 
then it's fine. Then you're not like burning bridges with the clubs or anything like that by doing it. It's just, um, I, I am fortunate right now to be pretty heavily booked and, um, but I have to also take care of myself because I'm not a robot doing this job. I'm a person with, you know, lungs and a brain and it's hard on them to be uh doing this level of travel so that was a time recently where I I got that initial ping of like ooh shiny object uh I've been given this offer and I had to take a step back and go okay let's think about if this is really necessary right now yeah oh it's a great example like you had to think like what do I actually want for like my day-to-day or like my life, my long-term whatever goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you with that. quitting stand-up? Did you have FOMO and did you ever still look at comedy as a shiny object? You know, it's interesting. When I made that decision to leave, it was really, I was, it was done for me. Like I honestly can't even imagine going on stage now. I like feel like wow. I can't believe I was doing that. Like I, I don't yeah. think I do that. Um, but that person who started stand-up, like the old version of me, at some point thought that would that's what I was going to do. Like I thought that was going to be my full-time like career indefinitely. Yeah. So I remember that sh- because I slowly fell out of love with it a little bit, not like the craft, I love the craft of it, of it, but the logistics and the lifestyle, I think I grieved it as I was transitioning over the, mm. the last like few years of it yeah. to where it didn't feel like a, um, uh, you know, like a, what do you call it? a rash decision. So I remember like grieving, like, wow, I'm never going to do this thing that I thought I was going to do. And I'm never going to be on that TV show. And I'm never going to, you know, perform at this theater. And so that I think I grieved along the way. So when Mm -hmm. I, by the time I made the decision, I was like, okay, I feel like good about this, you know? And of course I gave myself a little graduation by, you know, my special and stuff. So yeah. If you're feeling that way in life, whether it's um, in your career, in a relationship, anything like that, always try and just take a breath and make sure that you're not doing something for the wrong reasons. If you're not, try to not be impulsive <laughs> as yeah. best you can. And yeah. Totally. Like watching out for the shoulds is a big one. If you're like, sh- I should do this, I should do this. That's something to look out for. And just like yeah. getting super honest about your values, your personality, your ideal schedule and lifestyle will make these, a lot of these decisions for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like reverse engineering them. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from D low, um, light, funny, and informative thought about creating something original, but how can I, with all the amazing reviews and all the witty comments, (laughs) these, these ladies keep it real, have have ever-changing conversations and topics to keep you on your toes and always interested need something for the drive or for gardening or for just checking out and not talking to anybody these are the girls for you (laughs) hashtag becca's beauties you are amazing i enjoy your podcast so much you are so relatable and open thank you for being you man i love it i love a nice review hashtag beauties does that mean we're becca's beauties i feel honored I feel very honored. <laughs> My God. Yeah. That was like a really hearty meat and potatoes of a review. That was substantial. Very love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, as always, if you've got a second on your phone, leave us a rating and review on iTunes because it helps keep the show on the charts. Yeah. And Delaney, do you have any segments? 
Um, I do. I, I had made a new purchase recently. Um, and it was okay. So, you know, I hate, I don't like wearing bras really, you know, bras are very much like if I have to, I'll put them on. Um, so I bought like this special nipple tape. (laughs) So I could could slap a little, little tape on the nip and then go about my business. Cause look, I would, I would love to just (laughs) just not have to do anything and just go braless all the time. But right. I also don't want to be like getting stared down uh, while I walk around my neighborhood. <laughs> like that's uncomfortable. So I figured a little bit of a tape, boom, boom, and I'm good to go. So, so determined on, you know, I'm going to be using it regularly and I'm hoping it doesn't like chafe my nipples. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I really used that before in that way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people on your uh, neighborhood walk would beg to differ. I feel like they're very team free the nipple. I, mean, <laughs> yes. I don't think you're, you're bumming anybody out by walking around braless without any tape. You yeah. got some great tits. Yeah. And it's going to be a variety. So some days it's like, no, there is no bra and no nipple tape. And some days I'm going to put a little tape on and see how that goes. So, man, that's so interesting to me that like that to you is easier and more efficient <laughs> to like bust out tape and tape your nipple down as opposed to just like throwing on a bra. I mean, oh. I'm allergic to adhesives. I would just immediately have a rash on my nipples within. <gasps> nipple rash sounds awful. Nipple rash. They're performing at Coachella. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And tassels. God. Yeah. I mean, Godspeed. Good for you. Yeah. I just, you know, when the bra is on is when it bothers me. Like, you know, even if it's like soft and stuff, it's just, I feel restricted. I feel yeah. like I need to just be, yeah. See, need it to- bothers me when I don't. Like, it's nice sometimes, but I don't like w- yeah. going on walks or anything with a lot of movement without a bra on. Yeah. I mean, you also have big old titties. And they're this real. true. <laughs> Mine are fake and they stay like this. <laughs> Just two rocks. Yeah, just just two rocks up against my sternum. So I feel like nipple tape is a a, a decent option for that. Good for you. That's yeah. great. Hey, I will keep you guys posted on this nipple tape situation. We'll see. We'll see how like convenient it is. I would love a follow up. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will give you a follow up. So that's my that's my you know my treat myself uh, this week. What about you, Kels? Any any updates? <laughs> I just have to say, any any segment that involves your tits, it just feels like a good throwback. Like it makes me yeah. feel like this is year one of the podcast again, and yes. it's nice to have you back. It just feels oh, it's nice to be back. Let's you know, <laughs> like these, yeah. The my my tits used to be the topic of many a conversation on the show. So really, it was always like you know, like Tony Robbins and Delaney's tits, or like. <laughs> You know, eating healthy and Delaney's tits. It was, you were really like the co-star of the episodes. Co-stars. Oh my God. So. You know what? My my boobs are almost six years old. But anybody <laughs> keeping track and anybody interested, you know, about to be going to kindergarten, these babies. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who downloaded the Delaney's tits app and have been keeping track of uh, of how they're growing, Wow. There's a new update on the app. They're going to first grade. We are collecting any kind of textbooks you might want to send, any kind of pencil packages, <laughs> finger paints. <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. I can't with you. Oh, my God. Nobody has ever said how old their tits are. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's nice to reintroduce them this way. Yeah, they are. They're they're doing good. I just love don't you so much. Day, don't look a day over one. They don't. <laughs> they look fantastic. I mean, they have aged beautifully. They have not moved. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Boy, I mean, nothing I say is going to be anything as festive as that now. I mean, try try your best, Kels. <laughs> try it. You know what I realized? Like so many new people tuning in probably didn't even realize they had fake tits. And now they're like, oh, wow, new fun fact about Delaney. It's true. It, they they haven't been brought up lately. So if we've got new listeners, now you know a little uh, Snapple fun fact about Delaney. I did it for the noobs. You're welcome. Beautiful, beautiful fake tits. It's a great time. <laughs> great time to be had by all she made all of us see them and feel them when she yes got them. they was... light up they glow in the dark <laughs> i would like to add to my segment they glow in the dark hot tip for anybody who does have fake boobs you take your phone you put the flashlight on and then Wait, you... are you serious right now yes they glow in the dark yes i will show I thought you, you were doing a bit no no this is not a bit this is factual information hot. this is a truth baby I, have i not showed you i must have shown no. you no I don't know. I've, show, I've showed many people, but next time I see you, Kels, we'll go in my bathroom, we'll turn the lights off, and I'll show you my my glow up, my, my light up tits. <laughs> but for real, you take your phone, you put, you put your flashlight on, and then you put the flashlight in the corner of your boob, turn the lights off, your boob will glow in the dark. It will glow in the dark. My Fascinating. God. I'll send you a picture, Kels, because I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to make it my new profile picture. Good. Good. Oh, wow. Put it in this your is... skit. Put, it in, <laughs> put it in your act, Kelsey. Honestly, everything you're saying right now, I really want to. This is great. This hey, is gold. It's yours. I'm never going to use it. Just, you know, there you go. It's yours. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not even going to do a segment today because really? it can't, it can't be up. And I really, I didn't have anything exciting anyway. I was going to say that I, I did have you, a one. You had a two for, and it was, it was too good. I can't follow it. The right, world doesn't need anything from me right now. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I will hopefully see some of you helpsters in Vegas in, in two weeks and Austin and San Diego. So many more coming up. Go to KelseyCook.com for tickets. Um, Delaney, anything else you want to plug? DelaneyFisher.com for business simplicity coaching. Efficient out of the podcast, uh, the minimalist business podcast. And that's it from me, baby. We'll be perfect. Uh, we'll be, uh, hashtag glow up. <laughs> Isn't that what the kids Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. End of episode. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.